At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. I oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 betting podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go, go. Oh, Checo is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Mike, it isn't right. But the championship can only be won by one. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst, Mikhail Miranda, and betting expert, Ben Wilson. All right, we are back. It's another edition of the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. We have much to discuss today uh, with a uh, very angst-filled Mikhail Miranda, our VEASAN racing technical analyst, as I believe your official title. I'm Ben Wilson. Remember, Mikhail and I was saying we needed some more drama. We needed some more chaos after the first two races were pretty much straightforward. Well, we got that and then some down under in Australia over the weekend, and you, sir, were texting me uh, expletive-filled tirades at about uh, 12.30 a.m. West Coast time <laughs> Saturday morning, or Saturday night, I should say, into Sunday morning after the race. So once again, the FIA strikes, Mikhail. The floor is yours on what an absolute uh, cluster, if you will, was that final really two, three-lap stretch there down in Melbourne at the Australian Grand Prix. Uh, it's me, as I was saying right before we rode, how, how, how? How can a group, a governing body of an international sport, be so indecisive of what actually has to happen? All right, and this is the first race in the six in the seventy-five years of Formula One where we've had three red flags in a race. Three. All right. So, as you said, we're going to start off with the officiating of the FIA. So, uh, this has been released uh, yesterday that the stewards want to review standing restart procedures. Now, here's the actual quote that the stewards of the FIA have said. We do consider that part of the problem is the regulation that permits the lead car to set pace even when the restart is for a standing start at the pit lane, as opposed to a rolling start. This should perhaps be looked at in the future to see if there is an appropriate for a restart of this nature. 
Uh, I I'm sorry, uh, we have seen stuff like this before. And the appropriate response is if you're going to restart the race, it's going to be a rolling start with the safety car coming in. If you're not going to restart the race, the race finishes under safety car rules. Uh, the Mercedes had a very nice weekend, though, where you know, Lewis Hamilton gets on the podium. I thought George Russell was well on his way to a podium finish before uh, A, bad luck by pitting on what we thought it was a, a yellow flag turned into a red flag, and then B, his car just crapped out on him. What, what are you going to do? But overall, seemed, uh, Mikhail, like a little more positivity out of Mercedes, which we hadn't seen much uh, recently. To me, it seems like uh, everyone in the community has hope. I think it is false hope. Now, here's the reason why. Albert Park has four DRS zones with a very low downforce configuration, right? Which means cars are much, much faster in a straight line, especially when you have the DRS flap open. This allowed for Mercedes to have a bit of a closer race. Now, the three red flags and the standing starts, right? Max Verstappen on all the starts that he had from the start of the race and each of the individual restarts just did not have good procedure and did not get off the line that well. He may have won the race, but I could tell you at times, especially on those restarts, I was very nervous that he may not win the race just because of that. But then again, the DRS zones come up and everything. So I think we have a false hope surrounding the W14 at Mercedes. Uh, so the, the only way we can gauge if Mercedes has made any progress is in the upcoming tracks where downforce, right, and the your aero configuration is much higher on tracks where the tire surface uh, has a bit more of a normal wear compared we had we went from Bahrain which is the toughest wear it takes most of the tires here to Albert Park which is the least tire wear track uh, and we saw teams struggle for grip in qualifying in practice uh, Sergio Perez complaining that he was not able to slow the car down right so we cannot I want to say effectively, appropriately gauge where Mercedes are currently until we see them in a configuration that has a truck that's just well balanced all around. So you're saying hold your hold your horses, cool the jets on the Mercedes is what is what you're talking. Be cautious is what I'm saying. Mikhail Miranda likes to throw water on a. <laughs> I feel like every because you know people Lewis Hamilton and George Russell they are generally fan favorites and people want to be in positions to bet them, but. Uh, I don't think many people are doing what you're doing, Mikhail, and that is looking at the deep dive numbers and how each track individually is different. So that, that is a very interesting perspective I would not have thought because you're right. They did look very, very fast on the straights and in the DRS zones and a big reason why. They probably would have had a double top six finish or even maybe a snuck into a double double uh, top three finish on the podium were it not for the crash or the uh, the card malfunction at least from driver number two and George Russell. So uh, it was another podium as well for Fernando Alonso, even though it seems like every time Fernando Alonso is near a podium, it's uh, somewhat controversial and he, he barely gets in. But Aston Martin go 3-4. Sergio Perez, despite that disaster in qualifying where he crashes straight away, he comes from the back of the field all the way to fifth. Max Verstappen now minus 800 to win the uh, the Drivers' Championship. Anything you've noticed with him specifically, though, where you know I think a lot of people's takeaway is this guy's a machine. As long as he's not crashing or having a car failure in in, uh, in, qualifi in qualifying, he's basically a lock to win. That's basically the consensus at this point. 
So he is on a lock to win, but I think we may have finally found a weakness for teams to exploit here with Max Verstappen. Number one was the standing start. The Red Bull just wasn't doing too well, just wasn't gripping on that well. Number two, uh, ever since the last race prior to Australia, where we were in Saudi Arabia, Max Verstappen has been complaining about downshifts. And that and that issue persisted into Australia. It may not have looked like it, but I can assure you over the weekend he had been complaining about the inability to downshift or that the gear sync was off and was causing late downshifts. So if teams can play this card right, specifically two drivers, his teammate Sergio Perez, who is just below him in the points, and Fernando Alonso. If they can capitalize on this issue persisting with Max's car and his driving star, we might actually see a three-way fight to the Drivers' Championship. Perez, 15 points behind Verstappen right now. Alonso, who is at 45 points, so 24 back. You would kind of think the next step for Alonso, who's finished in the, po- in the, in the podium all three races, is, is to win a race. I mean, the Aston Martin car has now proven to us, Mikhail, that it is fast. So it's just a question of, can he do it? If Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez have issues with their cars and Baku and both get knocked out and Alonso wins, that's 25 points right there. Fernando Alonso takes the lead in the championship. Well, he's 18 to 1, so you, are you betting that? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not betting that. Not now. I get, I get what you're saying. It just seems like, I mean, Max was, you know, bitching about his car the whole the last two weekends and he's still... You know, comes from basically last to take second and wins going away by a mile despite two horrible starts. So I get what you're saying, but the reality is, I mean, the car is so friggin' fast that it doesn't hasn't really mattered so far. Now we get the three week break, and that's where that is where you are right. We will see a lot of those adjustments uh, come up. How did the the bet uh, because of how chaotic it was? Were you able to at least survive, make a little profit there, Mikhail? Uh, make a little profit? No, because the one bet that hit was minus money. Right, so the other bets were uh, a bit plus money, and I was I was actually rooting more on the fastest lap and race win for Max Verstappen. I really think that he did have the pace. Which, if you watch the lap right before we get into red flag conditions the second time, Max was on a flyer after Sergio Perez set the fastest lap. He was about to do that where he and then he saw red flag and had to slow down to keep the delta in order to not get penalized. So. That is an issue, all right? So Max does have the pace to go fastest lap and race win. But I will still take my win where it is. Fastest qualifier, race win, minus 165. If you took that, that bet cashed, absolutely. Fastest, fastest lap and race win, unfortunately, that didn't cash. But it's no harm, no foul, because I know as we go on with the pace of Max, I think that will hit sometime later. And maybe because of this event, we might actually see it at better odds because uh, we got it somewhere above even money. So around the plus 120-ish. Maybe because of this race, we might see it jump up to plus 130, plus 145, given the way things happened here. All right. The other bet that we had was plus 110, which was the double top 10 finish for Alpine. Pour one out. Pour one out for that, Abigail. What are you going to do, man? We were looking so good. Uh, and that's one 
thing where I disagree with the rulings that were given out was that we will go back to the conditions pre-red flag and that will be the order. However, whoever was out is out. So if if the FIA had gone back to that order and said whatever that order was, that's where we end the race. I bet would have cashed. But because they decided to continue to go after the two laps remaining and then the red flag and then to continue with the one lap remaining, uh, we unfortunately lost a bet. But this is good news because now Alpine are actually showing their pace, which is what I was skeptical in the very first episode is what exactly does Alpine look like? Now we're starting to see their true colors coming up and I think we can see a little bit more betting on Alpine, especially in the top 10 maybe even the top six with Pierre Gasly sort of outperforming the car. Yeah, that's what I'm really wondering to see how this will be impacted where people might, again, look at just the raw standings and not really understand the context behind it and how that could be potentially uh, manifested, at least in the betting markets going forward. So three weeks from this first Tuesday, we'll come back, record our uh, Baku episode. We'll have a lot to talk about. We'll see what changes have been made in the interim. Mikhail, you will be on top of it, and we'll, uh, we'll reconvene then. So for Mikhail, I'm Ben. We will catch you in a few weeks here on the VEASAN Formula One Betting Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.